Welcome back to the Content That Grows podcast. I am here uh, today with Kevin King, co-founder of 10speed.io. How's it going, Kevin? Pretty good, Nate. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. I'm excited to, to wrap up season two. So this is our last episode of season two, uh, which has been really cool. We kind of walked through you know, all the key elements of how you can you know, build a SaaS content program that grows your business. And so uh, it's been really neat to just kind of like walk through all those. So if you haven't uh, heard any of those prior episodes yet or not all of them, um, definitely go back and check some of those out and to kind of uh, hit on a lot of the key points. So uh, today we're going to wrap it up by just kind of like zooming out a little bit uh, and just kind of talking about uh, the benefits of utilizing multiple content formats, uh, how it connects to your blog content and uh, benefits SEO, organic growth. Um, so a little bit thinking a little bit more broadly about content marketing and how your uh, all the kind of blog and SEO content fits in. So um, I think one of the big things to start, you know, is really just kind of like understanding why it's important uh, to use multiple media types in your content strategy. Um, and so I, I wanted to kind of just jump in there and, and, and provide some thoughts and then Kevin let you kind of jump in and, and add some stuff to it. So, you know, I think one, um, one of the big things is you know, really kind of understanding like consumption preferences of your audience. And so um, generally, you know, you can understand that not everyone wants to read uh, all of their content. People like to consume uh, uh, listening to a podcast while they're walking their dog or working out or whatever it might be. Uh, or they like to watch video as just sort of a, a different way to, to break things up. Um, you also kind of within the consumption preferences can get into a little bit of like um, accessibility. And so you may have uh, folks uh, that are blind or folks that are deaf or any of those um, that would need to uh, potentially consume uh, things in a different way uh, to make it easier and more engaging for them as well. So I think that's one big one to start off is just like you shouldn't create all of your content in the same format because that's not how everyone wants to consume it. So you're kind of uh, limiting yourself there. Um, second, there are just generally um, some formats perform better on different uh, different channels. And so obviously um, uh, written content works very well for search engines, but um, you know, visual content works well for things like Instagram, you know, video obviously for TikTok and um, so on. So I think there's just a lot of, of things to understand that like, as you, you know, we talked last, um, uh, last episode about like determining what channels you should be doing content distribution. Um, this is definitely another factor in that is just understanding that um, the formats fit differently and so that you need to have that diversity there. Um, and then, you know, another big one is just like expanding the footprint you have for every topic. So obviously you spend a lot of time doing the research, building a strategy, figuring out your thoughts, your point of view, any of that. Um, and so being able to create it into different formats and, and put it into different channels um, is definitely a, a big way to expand the footprint, um, expand, you know, brand awareness, brand reach, kind of all that stuff as part of it. So. Um, those are definitely some of the, the big areas and why it's important to be doing more than just blog content for your for your company. Yeah, I think that the the one of the things that you touched on there that, that I think people need to really remember is like the human element, the like empathy aspect of what types of content you're creating. I know yeah. that there are probably businesses that are like, oh, well, we don't want to go into this format or that format based on resource allocation. But to the uh, your point about accessibility, you might be limiting um, the exposure of your your content just based on those decisions that you might be thinking might be more business based, but like there's 
it's bigger than that, right? Just people might not be able to consume content in certain ways. And, and I think yeah. if you, um, if you don't take that into consideration, which we've learned, um, through various experiences in house that like, there are very, very significant stats out there that show that, you know, that people can only consume in specific ways. And I think it's really important to remember that, um, when, uh, deciding on how to expand and where to expand content formats into or what to expand them into. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's also like, you know, maybe one more that I would add is just that, um, you know, people find, discover things in, in different channels, but also just like in different times. And so you know, things like organic search can be pretty consistent and evergreen, and like, you know, whatever queries you're matching to that it's, you know, if you're ranking well and staying consistent, it's going to be there. Um, so you have sort of like the evergreen, but then you have the ability to have some more like um, larger influxes of, of traffic and awareness and stuff as you're posting to other channels and stuff. And so I think it's also just about like timing and how people are finding it, um, especially in terms of campaigns or things like that. Like if you're doing a campaign launch and all you do is write the blog posts in hopes of people finding it organic, that's a pretty big miss uh, in terms of format, but also timing, like you're just, it's just very off. So I think that's maybe one more I would add to that for sure. Yeah, for yeah, and just trends too. You know, like the who knows how at some point Google might change how it surfaces different types of comment content. You know, over time we saw like video get introduced in the search results and different types of images and all the different search yeah. um, changes that happen over years. So like that can definitely inform it um, how you with the types of content you are going to create or the formats that you're going to choose. So I think that that's a good kind of way to lead into like how can marketing teams determine which uh, formats or media types to actually create. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, one, I would say definitely again, building on the prior episode where we talked about how to determine the distribution channels. Like ideally you've narrowed in on the distribution channels that you want to focus on with your content. And so, um, that's one, you know, again, it's just really understanding what are the formats that are best for that. Um, so like, again, it's like, you need to know what it is. You need to know what your plan is. You're not like, jumping around and you know every post or every campaign or video or whatever you're trying to come up with a new strategy is just not effective or scalable um and then you know i think uh another one is just really like understanding the the formats uh that fit the content um and so what i mean by that is um you know if it's very uh <clears throat> visual topic where you have a lot to show, whether that's like, you know, a product, uh, a new product feature or something like that, like writing about it in a long blog post with a bunch of screenshots may not be as helpful as, um, you know, video or something like that, where you're really gonna be able to show it. Um, and so I think you know, just thinking through like, what is the, the actual content? What is the best way to show this for people to engage with it, consume that? So I'd say that's another one is just uh, keeping that in mind. And then lastly, uh, I know we've mentioned this before, but uh, bandwidth and you know the, the skill sets you have and like who you have available to, um, to actually create the content. So um, you know we can preach video content all day long if you don't have uh, whatever the tools, the, the skill sets, the, the resources to do that, then, you know, that's, it, uh, you're gonna have to look elsewhere and, and think about that. So, um, I'd say that's definitely another big area to consider is, is the bandwidth and the skill sets you have available to you. For sure. Yeah. The, um, 
the uh, point about uh, the format uh, that fits the content, right, is is one that I find very, very um, uh, uh, something everybody should should really think hard about. I, I know that I like listen to podcasts sometimes where they have you can tell obviously we're doing it here with video, and they mm-hmm. end up actually featuring a lot of visuals. But that doesn't translate to yeah. the the podcast audio format. Obviously, we don't have a ton of visuals here, and um, but like it's it's interesting because I feel like there that's a big miss sometimes is like not really thinking through how all of these things kind of translate from one format to the other. Um, so I think you have to really be thoughtful about what that is, and then making decisions about like let's not do that one for this piece or this topic or whatever. Um, it doesn't obviously it's not a one size fits all thing, but I think that that's yeah. really important to focus on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think if you've ever listened to audiobooks, um, that you can, I, I've bailed on a couple pretty quickly and just been like, if I care enough about this, I have to buy the physical book because books that have like a bunch of tables, like investing type books or whatever, where there's like oh, yeah. tables of data, <laughs> or um, I think uh, I listened to Atomic Habits, um, is it James Clear? The in mm-hmm. That book. And, but I ended up having to buy it too because it was like, I felt like every five minutes it was like, you know, if you want this, you know, you have to visit this website to to download the assets, which is, you know, a smart way to do it. But it's in the moment, you're just not able to engage it with it in the same way as you are like visually seeing that in the book. Um, and so it's definitely yeah another example of, of when that doesn't quite fit the format and you're, you're missing out on some of the context. For sure. Yeah. Um, so as we're like talking through the content, you know, obviously we on this podcast talk a good amount about like, um, written content, you know, with the intention of being indexed and ranking for SEO, um, and in just driving organic traffic, but like, it's all part of a broader company strategy, marketing strategy, um, you know, content marketing is all. Uh, encompassing of that and so um, when you go to a company's website they obviously don't just have a blog unless they're you know very very new company they may but um, so at some point as the company grows they have you know podcasts videos webinars white papers blogs you know etc etc maybe courses or or, um, certifications things like that Um, how do you think about like organizing all of that content into a website like just so that people can find it well and just so that it works well as the overall marketing strategy yeah i mean well i think first and foremost because everybody typically starts off with a blog right and it, it, as you add more formats then the website grows navigation is so important so like just a clear and clean um navigation experience right the top nav the bottom nav a footer nav, however you want to call it, like is so critical to making sure that like people understand where these things are and how to get to them. Um, you see it a lot nowadays with like, you know, a blog evolving into more of a like learn navigation element. And then there's within that, you know, your podcast, your videos, your, um, your courses or whatever. And there's tons of different formats that you can house in that, but that's so, so important to strategically make sure that that's really clear. Um, how things are organized and positioned so people can find them and understand what they're getting. Um, I think um, from there, um, just cross 
we talk about this a lot, but internal linking, right? So it's like cross content promotion and internal linking with like various types of CTAs. I think you'll see some of the better content programs out there that are doing multiple content formats have, you know, uh, their blog post piece that has, it's on one topic and, you know, the podcast episode or the, is, is very featured prominently throughout in some promotional way. Plus also like a video that sums it up or the video companion, like just making sure that like from the, when you get down into the content, these things are really clearly connected. Um, so there is some sense of organization, right? Like obviously you wanna make sure you can navigate from the, the navigation to these things, but like most people are gonna be finding these through organic search or one piece through organic search. So you need to push them to the related pieces um, if they wanna consume it in a different way in a, a good way and then and that's really the last point is that like just making sure that SEO is being thought of um, with um, with this because at the end of the day people are going to likely find one piece um, on uh, that is focused on a specific topic that they might be trying to solve a problem around or or answer a question or find the answer to a question. Um, so you want to make sure that like all of these things um, are thought or built with SEO in mind so that you know there isn't a lot of um, overlap or conflicting um organization that is on the website yeah cool yeah i I, I totally agree i think uh it also reminds me of some of the stuff we've talked about where people don't want to have to like look in a folder or you know section of your website that's webinars to go through all of your webinars to see if you have one on a topic and then go through blog posts do the same thing and like um there's certainly a mindfulness there that like if you spend all the time to create this content and you're proud of it then uh you're making the effort to connect it in some way like you said maybe that's like the blog post perhaps is what pulls it all together and they're linked in there or some sort of hub page or you know a way that you can sort of filter your resources page but um having something that allows people to just like see everything on that topic in one place instead of having to to try to bounce around by format uh, which is sort of an unfortunate trend and uh, staple within website navigations at this point is that it's organized that way yeah it can get tricky i think to your point the filters um, i've seen some really good implementation of of that kind of like really thoughtful strategic filtering on a generally on their like blog or or whatever their resource center is that can surface multiple formats on a specific um topic so like i think that's really really important to to try and figure out um a way to do that that helps users yeah cool um and you know related to that we've certainly seen some examples uh over the years where companies are not um they're doing a great job of creating the blog content and then the companion video and there's a podcast episode about it and a guide and it's it's great but like they aren't necessarily thinking about how does this all actually work together and like are how to make sure that some of these things aren't uh inadvertently like negatively impacting um organic performance or any other channel and just sort of like competing with each other in some way yeah yeah i think so it's, it comes down to a lot of like, I think SEO best practices really. Um, and I mean, starting there really, obviously all these things are being, all these um, 
formats or content formats are being created um, for different channels. But I think leading with an SEO mindset is, is really important because you're publishing it on your website and if it's covering a similar topic or the same topic and you're just do like again covering it in different ways, you want um, nothing to compete with each other. I kind of touched on this in the last um, uh, discussion point, I guess. And it was, it's ultimately like, there's gonna be different ways to do it, but I think one of the best ones to do or ways to implement it without it actually having any um, negative impact on the site is if you like anoint one one piece of content as maybe that primary piece, right? Um, yeah. I think like in a lot of ways, there's gonna be like probably a written piece that's really, really long form or something that like you can make as, hey, this is like where we want people to really enter the site and find, and then you can strategically um, make sure that a lot of these other things aren't competing from an uh, SEO best practice. What I mean by that is ultimately like strategically titling every um, format in a different way. Maybe it's it's really getting across the same point, but like, you know, we've seen um, lots of websites where, you know, the blog post and the podcast episode on the blog post are all titled the same exact thing. And that's yeah. really going to end up causing maybe some problems, especially if that podcast landing page has a lot of similar written content on it, right? You don't want that to ever have um, come back to bite you. So um, I think strategically titling pieces will help mitigate that and you anointing that one piece um, as the primary is a big part of that. And then um, I think some of the other technical SEO best practices that um, usually are implemented to like make sure pages don't get, um, um, don't overlap or compete really is like strategically use a no index, right? If there's a, a video or, or even um, we, we've talked about like podcasts and video a lot. Maybe it's a slide deck that you've created a landing page for. Who sure. knows, right? Like something. There's so many different ways you could do this that like you just make sure that that you don't get have that indexed. You have it accessible through your nav, but like you don't have um, uh, search engines or people finding them through search engines. Same thing with like a canonical URL element, like right. You can point to that main piece and make sure that all the other pieces um, are telling search engines that this one piece is the main piece and all these don't um, um, get kind of, uh, we don't get confused about which one is the one that should be found through search. And um, I think there's there's a few other things like that from a technical SEO best practices that technical SEO best practice that you can use. But I think those are some of the main things to think about when creating and publishing multiple content or um, uh, multiple formats on one specific topic or um or theme, I guess, ultimately. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's it's interesting because, you know, thinking back on my experience, I feel like there's times where companies want to have a bigger, like, campaign feel around something. And so you may even have, like, a campaign landing page um, that's got a, you know, whatever, clever slug that sort of, uh, the URL that matches the, the whatever the name of the campaign is and it's well designed and it kind of pulls it all together and you have all of the different formats and, and everything it's sort of like really handy but um i don't like i don't think that's normal and you're certainly not going to be able to do that for everything that you're doing and so um one you have at times where you're building again we've talked about this a lot like proactively like you're thinking about this plan before you create the content um, and how you're gonna use different formats. And sometimes you're going back to existing content and saying, wow, this is a great blog topic, gets a lot of traffic and uh, engagement, but we don't have any videos on this. You know, We could actually turn this into three or four or five videos or a series or whatever it might be. 
Um, and that's just there's just all these different scenarios that just it's never one size fits all it never um you're never always doing the same thing when you're trying to to do this inside of a company over multiple years and so i think that you know some of that's really helpful and even just potentially going back and and changing titles on some stuff uh to make that work um again like pulling we've, we've done this with clients we've done this um, ourselves inside of companies like finding things later on where you're like wait this is exactly like this uh, podcast episode should definitely be embedded in this post uh, you know and like pulling things together in that way and, and whatnot but um, yeah so I guess I'm just saying like I think there's there's a lot of scenarios where these things come up and it just it's always this this messy evolution over time uh, and so understanding a few of these things around the main piece and you know no index and some of those things I think are super helpful for really understanding what it takes to kind of like build it over time. Yeah, it's certainly never going to go exactly how you outlined it because things can be sometimes very unpredictable, especially when you're talking about search. But I think yeah. one thing you said, which is really key, is just like have a plan, have a plan yeah. and map it out at least to start. Otherwise you're definitely going to have more issues to deal with later on. But ultimately, like as long as you have a plan, you can put things out there and you can have less um, stuff to have to deal with them, um, later on when you are having to go back and maybe change a title or this and that, right? Yeah. Um, but being as thoughtful as possible up front is, is so so key. We talk about that all the time. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so like with that, having a plan, um, usually you have to pitch that plan internally when you're trying to get uh, content uh, built out and resources allocated. Do you have any um, guidance or advice for how um, uh, teams can understand the business impact of, of going into different types of media formats or content formats? Yeah, I mean, I think it's obviously there's always a nuance of like within your company how reporting's done, how your company treats data, just all kinds of things that um, you have to cater to that. But I would say a few things that sort of work across any of those situations that you can easily sort of contextualize to your situation. Um, one is that you need to avoid having like a very narrow focus on the reporting um, and try to collect anything you can. So for example, um, you, you may say like, we have a podcast and whatever, and really just kind of, uh, limit the data you're tracking on that to, um, the number of like subscribers you have in like overall listens or something like that. And so that's, that's really kind of only one piece of the puzzle, even for an example of this podcast, we, we do track that, but then we also understand that we're putting both full episodes and short clips onto YouTube. And so that, you know, including those views and like the growth of subscribers there, um, those metrics matter. And we're also taking the clips and posting them on social. Uh, they're part of our newsletter. So like it really just, I guess the example is like, don't just track like the subscribers and the listens on from the, the podcasting platform alone because the overall impact of that is substantially greater uh, from you know one time of creating the content. So I would say again, in that, in that scenario where we're talking about like 
um, multiple formats and distrib constant distribution and repurposing. Uh, just think through, you know, how do you collect really the full impact of, of something and, and as many things as you can uh, certainly collect. I would also um, collect uh, like volume or quantity of things. I think that's you know, like people like to focus a lot more on the metrics uh, and the results of what happened, but just understanding uh, you know, every month, every quarter, this is how many uh, podcast episodes we uh, release. This is how many blog posts we published. This is how many videos we created. Like tracking that can be helpful for you. It can be helpful for leadership, you know, understanding uh, everything that's kind of going into uh, what you're doing. Um, I would also say um, to try to not focus on the short-term outcomes, uh, but really kind of give things time to build. So again, to use this podcast as an example, um, but I have like basically no goals uh, or or like expectations from this in the short term. Um, you know, we easily could have shut this down after three or four months if all we were looking for was leads. Um, but it you know it took time and it just was like I don't even work. I don't care if it generates a single lead for a whole year. Uh, you know, this is just something we know we want to do. Um, and thankfully it has, you know, in less than a year. But um, again, if we had looked at it in a shorter time period, I think it would have would have uh, faced a lot of scrutiny. So um, that would be another area is just like whether that's goals or anything, just give things time to build and, and work over time. Uh, and then lastly, uh, somewhat related to what I was just sharing, uh, I think when you can have self-reported attribution uh, within some of your forms is uh, very, very helpful. Um, because we, uh, that's one of the, the things that's really kind of highlighted that for us is um, just having the, you know, how did you hear about us open text field on our form um, is where we've gotten some of the, you know, podcast clips on social is like literally what they put in there or, you know, I follow your podcast or I've seen your stuff on LinkedIn, which may or may not be podcast, but that's a decent chunk of it. Um, and so I think having some of that available to you is also super helpful because um, otherwise, you're really not going to see a lot of like direct conversions in uh, you know Google Analytics or whatever coming through for stuff. So, uh, if you can have that, I think it adds a ton of of credibility to um, the work you're doing. It just gives you a lot more context on on how things are, how people are discovering your your brand and your product. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's so important to be you know patient it, it's tough to be sometimes when you have you know business goals but from marketing and a content team perspective there's things that you just you do know that you should be doing or at least you want to and that drives a lot of of engagement in the long run um some of those things might not show up in in a direct roi report but like as, as you if you can see that you know from a podcast perspective listens over time are going up and you know, that's not necessarily driving a lead or it's driving a sale or something, but it's going up and other business metrics are going up. There's likely a very strong sense that things are, are this is providing value to the business and your audience in a way that isn't directly connected there. So I think um, that's big. And I think I actually could throw it back to, I think the first episode we did, or you did with um, Rand Fishkin, where he touches on a little bit of that, you know, focusing in on, the things that you really want and know you should be doing um, yep. because those will pay off dividends. And I think um, like this podcast is like to your point, a great example of that. So um, being patient and, and, and making sure you're thinking in the long term is so, so critical. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, and I mean, I think you know, there's there's stuff. Um, just looking at some of the data that we do track, um, one of the things we called out. So we started the the podcast in October of 2021. Um, so essentially, Q4 uh, of 2021, and um, noticed that you know I mentioned that like sort of listens, plays. Uh, um, subscriber type of metric for the podcast specifically. Um, I haven't had as like a set expectation on that, but did notice that just in May alone was was greater than all of you know last Q4. So again, it's a not a huge number that's slightly you know bigger than a small <laughs> number basically. So like you know not like uh, claiming victory by any means, but to your point on just sort of seeing it grow over time you're like okay like i can i can spot a trend here i can see there's definitely you know growth happening here um which is which is great um and i, I think the the other thing is just like you know thinking back to um everything that we did at sprout social like there was um you know we're talking like six seven years worth of of data and things that like you know, we didn't necessarily have a specific goal on, but we just tracked it every month and just watched it kind of grow over time. And then, you know, later it did kind of provide more insights, but um, really was just sort of like, how do we just keep tracking this and understanding, is it growing, you know? And, and then that way, if it isn't, or if it stops, then you can kind of jump in and, and diagnose. But if you aren't even tracking it, then you just don't know that it's declining or, or plateaued or something like that. So. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to it. And um, so that would be my, my advice is really just collect what you can and don't have a short-term view on that. And then if you can use the self-reported attribution. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 all really critical to just at least to have a good understanding of, of what matters to each content format and you track that over time. And it'll, I think you said it, cap, like identifying a trend. If you can capture a trend early on, that's mm-hmm. something worth hanging on to and can keep and continuing to commit to. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, awesome. Well, I think that's a wrap on season two, which is awesome. Um, again, if you found this episode first somehow, uh, I would highly recommend you jump back in and check out more of the episodes. So uh, you can visit 10 slash podcast where we have all of season one, which was uh, interviews with a number of folks in the, in the content marketing world and uh, and then season two where we kind of went through all these key elements, as I said. So um, highly recommend checking that out. Please subscribe and follow the podcast on any of your platforms, uh, Apple, Spotify, and so on. Um, and definitely uh, check that out so that you can get the new episodes when they start in season three. Um, and with that, I think we'll wrap up. So uh, thanks a lot, Kevin, and thanks to anyone listening. Thank you.